0: hey everyone and welcome to the i'll take a glass
1: podcast i'm taylor and i'm preston no matter what's in it grab a glass and, and let let's do life together.
0: together all right welcome back to the podcast um we have a fun topic i guess you could say well one that we're both passionate about today but before we get started on the topic itself i do have a question and before i get to the fan question I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. So first of all, let's just talk about, I said this when you were gone, because Preston just went on a trip, and it was all guys, which you'll be able to tell is all guys based on this question. And I want you to explain your reasoning behind it. But um, I just think guys, I told him that, I told you that guys have nothingness running through their brains, which to me is a gift, um, because I'm always thinking about something. But one of the prominent questions on your trip was would three bears win, three lions, or three gorillas? And we had you had to rank them. Like, didn't that what y'all spent time doing?
1: Yeah, we talked about if it was like a fight to the death, right? And it was not all the space in the world, but some kind of enclosed area. And in that area, there were three grizzly bears, three lions, and three gorillas who would win. And so we spent time debating that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which to me is insane. Like, how, how is that the topic of conversation? But
1: whatever. Oh, we did. We had all kinds of fun conversations. We placed bets on softball players' heights. We were talking about... If it would take more five-year-olds to tackle Derrick Henry or more grown men to win a fight against a gorilla, which one would require more, Like we had all kinds of fun conversations on this trip. Yeah.
0: So nothing is running through your brains. Okay. Gift from God. Gift from God. All right. So rank yours and then explain why. I think we might've agreed on this though.
1: Originally, I said the gorillas would come out on top. Mm -hmm. on the trip. But one of the guys on the trip made an interesting point that I had not considered. Mm -hmm. But by nature, gorillas are not carnivores. They are not fight to the finish type of animals. They don't have to consistently kill. Right?
0: But they have sharp teeth.
1: Okay. And so because (laughs) of that, I I think the bears might edge them out. I'm saying lions come dead last. Yeah, I agree. Um, because they're just smaller than the bear. All um, oh, the lions are my favorite animal. Uh, I just kind I, of I just birds. don't see how like grizzly bears are wild, but I just don't think that three lions against three grizzlies would win. And I just don't know. It's a mentality standpoint. I just don't know if a gorilla would flip that switch. I mean, I think this is different than, like, two silverbacks going at it because they want to run the...
0: Pride, I think. No, I thought it was, like, troop. Oh, maybe. Troop
1: of gorillas. Could be wrong on that. Somebody correct me. But uh, I think that it's different there. And so I just feel like the Grizzlies come out on top. I think it goes gorilla or uh, grizzlies, then gorillas, then lions.
0: Okay, I, I think I wind up agreeing with you on that, but at the same time, if you've seen Planet of the Apes, <laughs> I all, mean, they put, the put up a good
1: story based on a true story. Put so. up
0: a good fight on that. So I don't know. I how guess many how
1: many grizzlies did they fight in that movie?
0: I. Don't know, but I think that would be a cool next movie. If we yeah. just gave some we just gave we're giving hey, away we free ideas animals, right now. By the
1: way, we don't just think about ways that animals <laughs> can true. battle to the death. Very true, very true. Just an interesting question that came up.
0: We just gave away a, a good storyline and we're not directors, so we can't make money off oh, of yeah. it.
1: But we wouldn't direct a good movie, I don't think.
0: You know, speak for yourself. Um <laughs> Okay, well, I guess y'all are gonna have to tell us what you think. Again, just uh, this is an interesting conversation. So we always got to start out with one of these. Um but okay, this question is from Sean. Sean asked, what's the worst date we've been on?
1: So we kind of talked about this in our pre podcast pre-game conversation, right? You have one that I would agree. I'm trying to go different both of them involved the movie theater um (laughs) i would say because this has happened i know this happens to me more than it happens to you okay but i know for sure it's happened like our valentine's day we went and saw i can't remember at the time what the i can't i don't know right now what the movie's called but kevin hart was in it a valentine's movie and we both wound up falling asleep in that movie and like missed a good chunk of the movie. Not that it was a bad movie. I think we were just tired. It was when we were in college and went to a later movie and fell asleep. Um, I know that's happened to me a few times, and I just love waking up (laughs) <laughs> and having the feeling like, man, that was an expensive nap. Like I just paid money to take a nap right now. So that's <laughs> awesome. So I think any, cause we love movies. We're big movie goers. We love, I mean, we've got a list of movies right now on our phones that we're going to talk about wanting to watch, uh, like in our quality time together. But I would say anytime we're at a movie theater and me specifically, but the one time that we both actually fell asleep, I would say that those are typically not very good date nights.
0: Yeah, mine is because we did a double header and I t- went on a run. It was super hot in the day. Went on a run before that. Was not hydrated well, and we went to go see Spider Man was the first part of the double header, and then Southpaw was the second. And your brother was there. Yeah. I had a the worst migraine I've ever had. Actually, the first like true migraine to the point I left Southpaw and was just puking
1: early like I don't, I don't know even think I'm to
0: the intro yeah and uh I held on through Spider-Man but I couldn't do anymore I was just puking and so finally Preston had to come out cause we all rode in his car this is when we were in college and so you had to come out of the theater I slept in the front seat while you drove to go get me like Sprite and like Excedrin or whatever to yeah. take
1: you know taking care of you like I usually do
0: yeah and you weren't gonna come out let's be real about stop that it. stop it and then Landon sat in the movie and watched the whole movie yeah so we just
1: came out and told us how how great it was yeah so
0: So, uh yeah that one wasn't fun so anyway okay so today's topic is maintaining relationships how to maintain healthy relationships i Mm -hmm. think is what we should say because i don't think we should be be i don't know if that's right entry word in there but um I don't think that we should main- try to maintain unhealthy relationships. But maintaining healthy relationships is what we're talking about today. Um, which, obviously, is the premise of this podcast. Is mm-hmm. just uh, creating relationships with other people. Doing and doing life together. Yeah, doing life together. So, we're going to talk about how to maintain those. What happens when you don't. Um, kind of what I feel like should be a like thing that everybody knows. But at this point, we all struggle to...
1: Do in this, but I definitely think there's some trial and error, and I think that relationships are unique. Like, my relationship with you is going to look a lot different than my relationship with my brother, and that's going to look a lot different than my relationship with a co worker, so, right? And so, there's not like a one-size-fits-all relationship guide, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, where this whole conversation starts as I think about it is like just asking the essential question. Mm -hmm. Is this relationship mutually beneficial? Mm -hmm. Do both parties benefit from this relationship? And to me, if the answer is no, then you've got to start digging into, okay, why why is that the case Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: if it is a me issue meaning i am the one that is not benefiting what the other side of the relationship all right well i need to do some soul searching i need to figure myself out and figure out why am i not able to give this person what they need in this relationship Mm -hmm. um if it's the other way around uh we can get into that a little bit later in the podcast and Mm -hmm. then obviously if you sit back and say all right this relationship is mutually beneficial. Then the thought process is now geared towards, all right. Well, how do I maintain, nurture, and help develop and grow this relationship so that it can continue to flourish and mm-hmm. go to new heights?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think, like when you said, if it's you who might be the issue in the relationship, or you know what I'm trying to say, right? Um, that you do some soul searching, but I also think it's important to add in there to get some wise counsel too. Right. Because sometimes like, you know, I am, I'm very critical of myself and I find a way to try to almost make it like it's my fault. And then I feel guilty if I almost say, okay, well I've done all I can do in this and feeling like, no, I should be doing more. And so then when I seek out wise counsel for me, that looks like talking to you about it. And then that looks like talking Mm. to my counselor about it on that whatever and talking to my counselor about it um then i'm like okay this provides a little bit of a different perspective cuz i've i've had to release myself from some unhealthy relationships recently right and so i think i was holding on to it so long because i thought well i'm not doing everything i'm supposed to do and to an extent was putting a stamp on it well if i don't do all i can do and keep forgiving and keep Um, you know, trying to salvage their relationship, then God's not going to be happy with me. And I think that's a common misconception, too. Because Mm -hmm. um, God, I think, I believe, just based on his word, and just seeing relationships that you can forgive, but reconciliation is not a requirement. And I think that's kind of where I got, um, where the lines got blurred. And so I think that's important to add in that. Right. But let's talk about our relationship. So... We, I feel like before we had kids, everything's great. Things are easy. We go do whatever we wanted to do. And we had the time, had the money, the space and all that. Then we started having kids (laughs) and I love our kids so much. And you do too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it makes it harder. So marriages, I think, are probably one of the most common relationships that kind of fall to the wayside when the rest of life happens. And so um, one, I want to talk about something practical that we've done to maintain our marriage or at least try and then because we have rough days right and then um what it looked like when we didn't so Mm -hmm. what do you what's the one like what's one thing that you can think of or point out that we have done to try to help maintain our our marriage since having kids uh, actually let's, let's rewind we finally got to this point where we were like man we can't do this anymore What made us like, I want you to speak on this because I can, but you will. What made it so that we had to go, okay, we got to start prioritizing our marriage first because we stopped doing that for a while.
1: Um, I think, and this is my opinion, this is what I feel like I have seen um, in other relationships just as I have witnessed or encountered them. um, And this is what I feel like I hear about. But I think it is critical that you keep dating your spouse after you get married Mm -hmm. and you keep allowing for space, resources and opportunities to continue to date each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I hear frequently, obviously, we're not there, but I hear frequently that like. You become empty nesters. And if you haven't done these last 18, 20, 25, however long it's been mm-hmm. since before kids, if you don't do it right, you're going to get to the end of this thing as empty nesters and look at each other. And it's like, y'all are roommates. Mm-hmm. Like it's no longer a marriage. Like y'all share a bed in a room together and a house together. Y'all share bills and responsibility together. But that's about all that's shared mm-hmm. because everything is thrown into and wrapped into the kids, Um, which isn't a bad thing in terms of investing in your children. Like obviously that's critical, but um, I think that a really practical way to do that is just to make sure that you allow yourself to continue to date your spouse. Mm -hmm. So the same way that like I pursued you and affirmed you daily. And we used to go out and just do stuff at the drop of a hat. And we created, time in the schedule, which that was a lot easier to do before kids, Mm -hmm. but we created time, we created finances, we created resources in order to go do anything we wanted to do in terms of dating each other. Mm -hmm. I think that obviously to a different degree, but the same degree, you've got to continue to do that in your marriage. And I know we went through a stretch where we didn't prioritize that Mm -hmm. and it got rocky. Um, and it felt like, I mean, like you mentioned, every marriage is going to have tough days. Every relationship is going to have hard times, but it felt like ours were happening so much more frequent. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we finally got to a a breaking point of saying, look, like this has got to be a non-negotiable for us. Like Mm -hmm. we're not going to continue to live life daily, uh, go through month by month and budget and all of this stuff without saying, all right, we're going to dedicate this amount this time these resources in order for us to go on at least a date a month yeah um and that's us getting out like that doesn't involve like quality time that we spend together and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. we we we're saying like it is that important to us that we're gonna write like we're gonna write it down on our budget to make Mm -hmm. sure that we go do that
0: yeah for a while, we did the at home dates, but it just wasn't working for us anymore, right. because some people do it, and I think, yeah, I think if that's your I definitely routine, yeah, and- I
1: think there's definitely time and a place for at home dates. I think that, and that's the reason that I said that we go out because yeah, I mean, just last week, we probably spent oh how many nights sitting on the couch watching a movie or talking or like three yeah so and in, in spending that time together where we've got a show or a movie or mm-hmm. something that we do in the evenings together um play call of duty together just stuff like that um
0: <laughs> that was back in college and so that for me now,
1: <laughs> we still do that and i think there's a time and a place for that uh but we just wanted to make it an emphasis to say like All right, this is so important to us that we are going to spend money on it and we are going to get out and be in the world and experience new things, go try new things, go see new places and all of that.
0: Yeah, because typically when we're not at work, we're at home because we're at home dealing with whatever we need to do with our kids or we're out doing stuff for them with them, all their activities like And it just, it feels like being at home, I can't fully be away because I'm thinking about, okay, do I hear a kid crying? Is somebody waking up who's sneaking out of the room to come try to talk to
1: us? Right. Um, Yeah, I think it's easy for us, speaking for us. I think it was too easy when we were trying to do stuff at home for us to get wrapped up in everything else that is going on in our lives, because this is a place that we experience every single day. And Mm -hmm. it's where we do work. It's where we do life. It's where we do everything. We schedule, we budget, we do all of the things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we tried to do at home dates, it became a deal where it became more focused on the date aspect of it. And, and the focus shifted more toward everything else happening around us? Mm -hmm. And what do I have the rest of this week? And can I kind of use some of this time? Can we shorten our date time so I can start Mm -hmm. doing this or whatever? And so we had to get to a place to say, all right, we've got to get out to go do this thing. Mm -hmm. We've got to dedicate the time. We've got to make sure we've got a sitter lined up, which shout out to my family for coming through most of the time on that. Um, But we've got to make sure that we say, all right, this amount of money this time on this day we are out of our house away from our kids Mm. and it is all about me and you
0: yeah and it's hard for me too because i see stuff around the house i'm like oh need to pick that up oh probably should fold that like yeah and so i just couldn't get my mind wrapped around the date aspect right so um at home dates aren't bad they just don't work for us
1: yeah Um, not not as our sole means of dating We date at home in theory Like we sit on the couch together and we'll rent a movie and we'll Mm -hmm. get snacks and we'll have ice cream and the whole nine. We'll make a meal together, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But as our sole means of dating, that wasn't going to be enough for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So then segue to prioritizing your relationships with your kids, because Mm -hmm. I think as I have one, I read a lot of books, especially about parenting. I listen to a lot of podcasts, like, I'm a person who really likes to gain knowledge um, and understanding, and just kind of the generation that we were raised in looks a lot different than the generation we're raising our kids in. And I think every parent has done the best that they possibly could. Like I'm, at, at least they try. I want to give, I give our parents the benefit of the doubt in saying they did the best they could. Yeah. But the way that I parent is different than the way I was parented. Um, and not saying that one is necessarily bad, but it's just how I choose, how right. we have decided together to choose to parent our kids. Um, and I think sometimes there's this like, oh, I'm the authoritative person in this relationship, which is still true with your kids, like with our kids. Our kids don't run this house, right? Right. But I think there's a certain level where I had to humble myself to understand too, like not just from a, oh, I have to, I'm the boss. I have to be the boss. But in the aspect of humbling myself to understand that, um, there is a level of importance on maintaining a healthy relationship with our kids and investing in that in a different way and like my responses and not always viewing it as i I'm the boss, it's my way. And like, it, um, negating the way that our kids are processing and filling things to Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Oh,
1: absolutely. I think that ultimately what we have tried to do is think about and spend time conversing about and reading the Bible in just the ways that are, right, how does God as our father, our heavenly father parent us? How does he right. guide us? How does he direct us? And we've tried to line ourselves up as parents in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think first and foremost, Um, he wants, I mean, it's, it's love, 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 love. Mm -hmm. Like we, like you can find so many verses on the way that God loves you and the way that God chooses you and the way that, uh, he has a plan for you and the investment he makes in you and how he knew you, uh, before you were born and how he knows the number of hairs on your head and how, Mm -hmm. uh, just how he loves you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that from a parenting standpoint, that's where we try to build a foundation is love Mm -hmm. and what we have learned and what we have been told through wise counsel, like you mentioned, is that when kids are young, which is the stage of life that we are in, our kids are young. Our oldest is four turning five soon Mm -hmm. and younger than that. And so right now, kids spell love Mm T-I-M-E. And so I think that that's biblical as well. Like you see a a heavenly father that wants to spend time with you. Uh, He seeks you out. And so we try to do the same thing for our kids. And that's Mm -hmm. the way that uh, we try to love them is spending time with them and spending time with them doing things that they want to do. I think that's what you were referencing when you say like, yeah, we are the authoritarian in our house. Like we run our house. Mm -hmm. Right. But. We are going to meet our kids where they are in terms of how they want to spend their time, how what the, the things that they like to do, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a very open conversation and dialogue. And so there will be nights that we want to watch Super Dogs. There will be nights that oh, yeah. we want to paint and color there'll be nights that we want to play hide and seek there'll be days that we want to go to the pool there'll be days that we just want to hang out and build a fort like it's just Mm -hmm. it's constantly evolving but that's the space that we give our children to be children and we go meet them where they are
0: right i think too the the big thing for me just in speaking i have a hard time with this not not spending time with our kids because i'd when I don't spend time with you and I don't spend time with our kids, like I feel completely empty. Like I don't want to say completely empty because there's an aspect, but when I don't spend time with God, like I feel empty. Like there's an aspect of that, but I struggle most with like stopping. If I'm doing something, stopping what I'm doing, which we've talked about this before in an episode of Mm -hmm. ways that I've tried to implement to things that I've tried to implement in order to spend more time, quality time with our kids. But I think the biggest thing for me is when it comes to work and when it comes to the house like doing things around the house with work i feel like some like i had i don't work when the kids are up that's something that i've changed um but as a female just speaking from a female perspective especially a working mom like i think there's just been a stigma for so long that moms shouldn't work and if they do they can't be good moms too and i hate that feeling because i don't want our girls to grow up feeling that way feeling like they can't work and be good moms if that's what they choose to do right and so for me i spend so much of my time striving to try to excel in the work area and then also doing so much around the house to be a mom and to maintain those things and to maintain the things that need to be done around the house that i struggle to find I don't want to say I struggle to find a balance. I'm overworking the crap out of myself for that because I'm yeah. striving in both ways to try to prove that I can be a great mom and a great, um, a, a great working mom. Yeah. And then that's where I think it becomes a problem because ultimately I miss out on what really, I think makes me a good mom. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. the spending time with our kids and things like that. And I've read, like I said, I gain knowledge, I like to gain knowledge, like kids need like 20 minutes of our time and that's what matters to them. And so we really started, I've tried to work toward prioritizing time with our kids because they're so little, they need so much, but just don't want to, like, I don't want to miss it. Yeah. But we also started blocking off our schedule for our kids too, because sometimes you have to do that. Like with all of their activities, our activities, like all of that, especially in the summer, we block off a day for our kids and it's just for them. Um, So that's something else. But I think it's important, ultimately, wrapping back around to it, it's important to prioritize your relationship with your kids. I also want to point out, I think, because you said, that love is the premise of pretty much all relationships. Mm -hmm. But there's also love and discipline, Mm -hmm. because God disciplines us, but there's a way he does it to show his love. Um, And I think... There, of course, is love in time, in the time that we spend with our kids and with others. And then I think there's also just this aspect of it that I feel like God is starting to kind of reveal to me that there is love and intentionality. Um, and it's not so much the planning part of it, but being intentional about executing it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to point that out too. Because um, yeah. I think sometimes we're like, oh, well, I don't love my kid if I discipline my kid, which is not yeah. true. Um,
1: and I think part of the meeting our kids where they are, like we talk about, and I know I've referenced this before, love languages that will probably continue to get referenced throughout this thing, especially as we talk about um, relationships and doing life together. Uh, we often, and I know I've said this, like we often love people the way that we want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so like, when you talked about how you had to get intentional about, I'm going to block this time off. Like you've gone as far as you've set an alarm in the evening to say Mm -hmm. like, all right, drop everything right now. doesn't matter what is happening. Go find the kids and let's go be with them. Right. And so I think that in you doing that, like you've had to kind of put on halt or pause, like one of your love languages, which is acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so when you're doing stuff, when I'm folding clothes, I'm doing dishes, I'm preparing for the next day, I'm scheduling. Those are all ways that you love us so well and you take care of us so well. Uh, but you kind of have to stop loving us through one of your love languages. And then that's where you go find, all right, I'm going to go meet my kids where they are. Mm-hmm. How do y'all want to be loved? And how how, what, how are we going to spend our time this evening? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. I agree with that. It's different. Like, I feel like I've been able to uh, develop r- friendships out of small group, but also work friendships. And I think sometimes we miss the fact that we can have levels of friends. Like, our, like maintaining friendships doesn't have to be with our best friends. Like, there are elements, and you helped me realize this, we can develop friends, and we can still have friends in the different areas of our life or workspaces of our life. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like... Of having friends at work and things like that doesn't mean I have to tell them everything but there is a level of maintaining that right and so one thing that I would say we're friends I think we're friends maybe she would disagree <laughs> but we started having lunch together every Friday right before school with
1: co-worker.
0: A co-worker yeah. yes colleague who I feel like is developing into a friendship or has developed into a friendship And that's something we're both at the same place at the same time. Like we don't have to do anything extra special, but we are being intentional about how we're spending our, or how we're maintaining our friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes too, I think people think, well, I have to go do something extra to go to maintain a friendship, which, yeah, that's all, that's fun. There are ways you could do it in the space that you're already in. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you say to that?
1: i think you're spot on i think that uh there are i don't know the best way to say it i'm gonna just go with what you said but there are just levels of friends that you have mm-hmm. um and now i'm not saying you've got like people you know you got acquainted acquaintances you've got friends and you've got brothers like i'm not saying that i'm saying like there are people that i work with that i genuinely enjoy spending time with conversing with Uh, hanging out with at work and we laugh and we argue and we have debates and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, like what a friendship and relationship would be, I didn't necessarily mean I'm going to jump in a vehicle with them and go on a road trip. Right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that having, uh, again, like I believe we were designed, created... Uh, to do life with people that mm-hmm. we were designed for relationships. And so, and I think that's in all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I think the areas that we kind of find ourselves being alone are the areas that we are under attack, mm-hmm. uh, because there's not people that can see into that area and mm. speak into that area. That's good, And so Like even if there aren't a ton of people that you work with that you would sit back and say like, yeah, like I would even like I wouldn't even want to have lunch with them. Like just finding somebody that you can relate with in some kind of way, Mm -hmm. I think is huge. Um, And if there are people around you in your different walks of life, then at the very least, you have a commonality there. Like if I am a electrical engineer and i work in the office with other electrical engineers we might not spend a second outside of our job doing anything the same but we're both electrical engineers and so we're going to have some similarities just in the way that we think and the way that we process Mm -hmm. our route of getting to where we are today like there's going to be a neutral playing field somewhere that you can develop some kind of relationship on uh, and so, like you said, I think then there becomes levels. And that's not to say that a work relationship or friendship can't grow into something more. Like, again, that's kind of what I said at the beginning, like finding those relationships that both parties benefit. Those are the ones that should be cherished and cared for and mm-hmm. invested in and watered so that they can flourish and uh, mm-hmm. continue to thrive.
0: Yeah, I, I have a friend that we we've gone months before without talking and then we text and we don't really like we haven't been able to hang out because she has small kids too Mm -hmm. and it's just hard like it is hard but we both have an understanding, like sometimes I forget to text back, sometimes yeah. she forgets, and then we just kind of jump off where we started. And I think the reason why we've been able to maintain that friendship is because one, we both have grace and understanding for each other and the mm-hmm. season of life that we're in. Um, and we live, I mean, we live in the greater Houston area, but we live far apart. We live right. like 50 minutes from them, yeah. I think. And then the other thing is i think that whenever we do talk like our conversations are so based around each other like most of the time we're asking questions about each other like how is this going hey i remember you mentioning this a few months ago that you're dealing with how's that like what's yeah. how's that working out and so i think what's helped us maintain that relationship that friendship is because we when we do talk like it's very much directed toward trying to see how the other person is doing does that right. you know what i mean no and so i think that's important too like i don't make it all about myself and i mean if she asked me i'll answer the questions but i think that's been a really important friendship for me to have too. to know that it is a friendship that doesn't that oh, i know there's space for grace and i know mm-hmm. there's space for understanding and so yeah, I know. I should create a rap song, too, because that rhymed. Anyway, um, I will not be doing that. <laughs> I, I try to do a lot of things. I will not be rapping. Um, but anyway, I think that's definitely helped. Like, that's a that's a friendship that I value more than a lot. Friend, friends I see almost every day mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, friendships that are just genuine and authentic and where I don't feel like I have to sugarcoat it. Like, I could just be like, here's where I'm at and it yep. sucks or it's great and let's move on you They'll know have
1: appearances to upkeep
0: right so um so i think there's there's value in those friendships too absolutely um i think this is a good conversation honestly we might have to continue this at some point like yeah. have a part two because there's a. Off. Yeah, this was kind of like a baseline hidden specific thing. Yeah. I I had to... There's
1: still so many directions we could go, and so many things that I don't feel like we talked about. Yeah. And like and what different... happens when I'm in a relationship with somebody and I don't benefit and they don't benefit. True. And what that needs to look like. Cut it. Cut it.
0: Yeah. Cut it. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's good. We, we might have to do a part two to this. Yeah, absolutely. But in the meantime, part one, these are just some tidbits for you to take to start thinking about, considering. Um, hopefully it helped a little bit. Hopefully it helped um, bring some light to some things. We didn't talk about even our relationship with ourselves. Yeah, we, we definitely yeah. had to do a part, part two to this. Two. Um, okay, way. so there you heard it first. Part two eventually coming. <laughs> have a great day. Um, We hope you enjoyed this episode and that it helped you, and uh, we can't wait to hang out with you next week. Peace. That's it for our show today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. Tune in next week for more fun and connection. In the meantime, don't forget to visit our website, view our blog, and connect with us on social media throughout the week. Don't forget to fill your glass this week. Share this episode with a friend and invite them to have a glass with us. We can't wait to hang out with you again. This episode is brought to you by Rambo Media. Thanks for tuning in.